What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 8 of the Crush Show podcast. And right now, I'm honored to be sitting in what I call one of the ultimate renaissance men, Mr. Will Little. He's in the house. Um, I'm going to have him introduce us up to y'all, tell you about some of the things he's doing and he has done for those who don't know. And then we're going with the show. What's going on, Will? What's going on, Crush? What's it going? Not much, man. It's, you know... It's great talking to you, man. You know, we go back since children. Um, we did some things together with uh, Poetry in Motion. I know you'll talk about that a little bit. Right. So it's an honor to have you here with everything that you're doing. So um, tell everybody what's going on with yourself and what you're doing. Well, nothing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, you know, I'm doing a lot of things. Right now, I'm traveling. Traveling, speaking across the country, um, trying to build my platform as a national motivational speaker. Uh, and reaching people and telling my story basically to help people transform their life into uh, a better light, basically, and to inspire them to to you know to be them best, be their best selves. So uh, in reverse, just going back um, to the times you know when we grew up, it's more so just trying to figure out your life, like a lot of people are trying to do today, trying to figure out who you are. Uh, what your life would be like, uh, what you aspire to be when you get older, uh, until you know you get influenced by other um, forms of manipulation of the streets and the street life, and because of um, the things you experience, the events that took place in your life, and you experience certain things in life that you now, you know, trying to find a way to navigate your way through all, you know, the pain, the sorrow, the hurt, the um, degradation, um, the lack of finances. Um, just wanting to be basically so all that plays an important part on, on on our lives as we grow into adulthood I mean some people are still suffering from um, the pain of the childhood or their past you know so it's more so me just trying to give out the good information uh, some information of value to people that they can use to utilize themselves to get into a, a more a stable and, and, and better position, not comfortable, but better position because and I, I won't say comfortable because comfortability allows you to stay stagnated. So basically, um, just get in a position where so they want growth and continue to grow and continue to evolve and continue to be a better person every day um, of, of their lives. So I started to share my story and my life um, growing up in South Philadelphia, you know, being caught up in the streets and hustling, selling drugs, you know, one time being. Uh, trying to explore my creativity and skills and, and art and, and graffiti and, and rapping and music. You know, created, wrote a demo. I did, made a demo actually um, with Birdie and um, uh, back in 88. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm uh, trying to pursue that music career because this is some of the things that we thought that will create a, a level of success for us in the, in the cities. I mean, even playing basketball, rapping, or selling drugs. and. I did all those things, you know, was not successful in all those things, basically, uh, because of distractions and deterrence. And wind up, you know, going to jail, going to prison for murder at the age of 19 years old, and then during my time of incarceration within probably eight and nine months, my son was born, and I decided to, you know, change, change my life, basically, just to, to try to be the best version of myself, knowing that I could do better and knowing that I really wanted better. 
just not knowing how to do that or how to get that. But uh, in those moments, in those dark moments in, in that cell, just reflecting on life as it was as a eight and seven and nine, ten years old with no worries, no stress, no fear. And then to be transformed into a person that, you know, dehumanizes itself and don't have no no fear, don't have no um, emotions attached to any any event or anything uh, that creates the kind of monster that we see out here today in today's society dealing with violence and, and murder on a larger scale and homicide, suicide, and and um, also um, over, um, overdosing and, and self-medicating drugs. So all these particular issues that we're dealing with is, is a form of 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 um, developing developing the mind state of the culture of violence in our community and how and how do I as an individual person who's been through those trenches and understand uh, the mentality how do you transform that mentality and first I knew I had to transform myself before I can even do that for anybody else before I can raise my son to be a man I had to become one first and I was immense in studying and knowledge when I was incarcerated to make that trans transition to rewire my brain to actually create uh, a better outcome by making better choices. And I began to do that. And 10 years I was incarcerated, working on myself, development, self-awareness, um, self-love, um, um, self self-gratification and gratitude uh, to allow me to come out in the streets for 11 years parole. And with no second chance by society, I mean, that's to create my own lane, to create my own avenue, and to travel that that uncomfortable road, uh, where it creates a lot of possibilities in, in life. And I'm here today, 2018, making things happen for myself because I already reached that level of peace and, and humility, uh, love, um, and gratitude. Cause it's already inside me. It's not nothing I'm reaching outward for to get or be attached to outside of me to find that um, that 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 place of uh, of comfortability and love and creativity. Uh, like most people do, they reach on the outside and try to find those things, but it's already inside me. So I just want to share with share with my my listeners. Cool. Um, question. Now I was listening to you when um you mentioned about the crime and violence. We all know that. There's different things that plays into um, the mannerism of people acting it out. Um, give me a couple things, because I, I know for sure that we know music plays a whole lot in, um, in that role to a certain extent with people, because the message that they get from the music, they try to live it out and things like that. Do you Is that a, any truth to that? Well, like you're saying, do art dictate the, the culture, or do the culture dictate the art? And I think it's, it's both ways. I mean, because you expose, music exposes, I mean, on a larger scale, what people are actually feeling. Right, right. I mean, or through their music, because most people express what they feel in their music. I mean, and a lot of people can probably connect or relate to that feeling because they may feel it before, once or twice, and maybe going through it at the same time at that moment. So, like for us growing up, I mean, listen to like KRS One, Rakim. You know, LL Cool J, Public Enemy, those guys educated. 
us right. on a level where it's going to be a difficult to grab a dictionary to understand certain words, vernacular and all that stuff like that. Exactly. People say. So it kind of schooled us at the same time, educated us. And then you had the other genre of music that came out in hip hop that switched to you know, gangster music with NWA. Right. And they mostly fed our emotions. You know, saying how we felt about society, how we felt about our environment that we lived in, how we felt about ourselves, you know. So at that time when um, NWA came out, I think we probably was, in Philly, we probably was the only ones that had that tape, the NWA tape before it even hit mainstream. Exactly, that's so, true. So um, we got the tape from Jazzy, Jazzy J, or Jazzy Jeff, one of, one of the two they had that came out South Philly in the car, and, and little Jeff had took it out the car, stole the tape, so we was riding around <laughs> to the joint. I mean, and then that kind of like fueled us to do drive-by shootings and stuff like that. Well, Philly wasn't doing drive-by shootings back then. Right. I mean, so we wanted to do one just to see how I felt to do it. You know what I mean, put it on different way. So it did kind of like give us more so influence and also um, ideas of how, I mean, how we dealt with each other and say on that, on a violent level. You know right, right. So... It was already there. We we had our own way of doing certain things, but then when you when you see other things being done and how they're being done, you can be influenced to do the same thing. I mean, right. people are followers anyway. You know, so if you're a follower, if you're not a leader, then you're a follower. Right. And, and and a lot of us is following. I mean, any direction that we feel as though that makes us feel like worthy or or connected to something. I mean, or value. I mean, right. life in general. So. A lot of that stuff had played a part in our in our lives because we was that willing to, you know, we just do anything to be, you know, be recognized or right. to express to express ourselves. Cool. Um. So it's it's good that you mentioned that because with like the Boogie Down Productions, you know, Rock Him, um, Big Daddy Kane, you know, you had the side that gave us one side of more so of a positive way to look at things and get educated. And then we had the gangster rappers with Ice-T and N.W.A. and Cool G-Rap and Scooty D so forth. More given so of our emotional attitude of how we deal with things. So that's a good thing that you point that out. So some people seem like they took a little bit from both sides and some people went left and some people went right. So, yeah. I, mean, I, don't think it, I, don't, I don't think it really influenced... Like, I don't think NWA influenced somebody who wasn't, I mean, in that lifestyle to right. shoot somebody and kill somebody. So, right. I don't think it dictates, I mean, what a person does when they listen to it. But I think if you are already attracted to that life, then it, it can pull you into it. Right. You know, so that's when it goes to understanding the psyche of individuals. Like, people try to blame rap music, NWA, for saying, I'm the police and people go out and kill police. Nobody's going to do that if they're not in that frame of mind already. Yeah, we, yeah, we already felt like that. So, I mean, if you felt like something you've done, you always go around things that influence you that you're more attracted to. So, you're attracted to what you who you are. Yeah. I mean, initially. I mean, I'm both, if you live in both styles, diverse lifestyles, and I was attracted to LQJ, I was attracted to NWA, I was attracted to that because that was, that was my life at the time. It was right. scattered. I mean, right. And so, um, that's what hip hop, I mean, it does. Even today, I mean, you see like the transition that went through as far as um, the the narrative that it gives from poet poetic term in the seventies and eighties. I'm saying with those guys, Run DMC and all them, Al Cool J and them, uh, Rakim and them. And then you want to translate to like the the, um, the um, who you got um, Ice Cube coming from, not Ice Cube, yeah, Ice T coming with the West West Side against the rap. 
he had Squeezy over here at 52nd Street Parkside with that kind of you know, street talk rap and implementing guns and his music. Also, he had, you know, um, he still had a diverse diverse um, style of hip-hop back then. You can get you can get everything out of home artists then because it was so versatile. Right. But then it went to a point where, though, when people seeing what works, you know what I'm saying? Most of them not, I'm going to have my own style. I'm going to go with his style. I'm going to do what he's doing because it works. I mean, and try to fall in love with their genre. And... And then create music like that. So the industry also seen it flooding the inner cities too as well. So they pushed that kind of music in our environment, our community, because you know, you know, we gravitate towards it. So what people do in business today, I mean, especially in America, I mean they study people and understand the behaviors and the patterns that people have and they market themselves off of that pattern. Right. I mean, and that's where they can become millionaires and billionaires. Why? Because basically you just capitalize on people's ignorance. Right. I mean, so I mean, we love to be ignorant, and I was allowed to be ignorant, and I love ignorant shit. We're attracted to that because we are that. I mean, and it sells to us. Right. So that's why we're targeted. That's why the market is targeted towards our youth and kids because they know they're growing up at home like that. Where there's a lot of domestics and a lot of violence and a lot of drugs and a lot of abuse and a lot of hurt people. So they target that audience. I mean, that's how they make money, make it rich. Right. Um, question. Um, when you first came out of prison, what was the one of the first things? that you did to uh, to show to everyone that you made a transition in prison and that you wanted to um, showcase it. So I'm gonna go, I'm right here at the shop. All right. Well, come in when you can, when you get here. I'm leaving here about four. So come on again. But um, I, I really, I really didn't come out here to show anybody anything. Right. I mean, because people gonna remember you uh, how they remember you anyway. Right. I mean, they're attached to your old self. What you do is you have to when you reinvent yourself, you just have to start doing the things that really reflects who you are. Right. And then people will catch on to that. I mean, the new you. I mean, like sometimes when people say, "Damn, oh, well, the poet." I mean, but I'm more than a poet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've been, actually educated myself to another level where though now you might say, all right, well, Will's a boxer. Okay, well, that's what you know me as. I'm saying, but I'm much more than that. Right. I mean, Will's a motivational speaker, but I'm much more than that. Right. So when you climb up climb the ladder of, um, of knowledge and, and creativity, people attach themselves to you how you appeal to them. Right. I mean, and that's what they know you as. I mean, so uh, it wasn't for me to just show them anything. It was just for me to just do stuff. Right. I, mean, I had to prove to myself first so I, I can do right. it. Right. I mean, because one thing you've been in prison, I mean, you create an illusion for yourself to say that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that when I get out. And most people say that, and 70% of people go back to jail once they get out. Right. I mean, so seeing that, understanding that dynamic, and understanding the psyche of why that behavior is, is possible. Is that for me to challenge myself to say, well, I'm not going home. I really got to be committed to what I said I'm going to do. Right. I mean, and just don't worry about nobody else. Right. Don't worry about people who hate me. Don't worry about people who wish I was in jail for the rest of my life. Don't worry about people who want to kill me. Don't worry about none of that stuff. Just right. focus on what I'm going to do, my path, finding my purpose. And just by discovering your purpose, I mean, all those things are fall into place for you because you're not no longer just walking, you know what I'm saying? You're not longer walking without guidance. You're walking with direction. You know? Right full focus on what you're trying to do. And then because of karma, what you put out there comes back to you. I mean, the law of attraction. 
then you're gonna attract those things to you that you put out there initially. And as long as you put good out there, then that good will come back to you. That's something I realized when I was in the streets. You know, I did a little good when I was hustling and stuff like that, giving, taking care of kids, other people's kids, feeding them, stuff like that, being nice to other people, whatever, et cetera, the old people in my block. You know I'm saying? I did some good, but I did more negative than I did good. Right. More positive, you know what I'm saying? And that negative overwhelmed the positive. So I knew the first thing I had to do is come out here and put more positive energy in the air. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's just about me trying to be who I was, who I became, and actually implement that, then people will see for themselves. Right. I mean, you ain't got to talk about who you are. You right. You got to talk about it for you. Right. It's a great thing that you did, because when you came home, um, you was cutting hair, you um, started the poetry group, and with... You never stopped. Every time you did one thing, mm-hmm. you did another thing. Right. But at the same time, a lot of people seen it. Mm-hmm. And it, it helped a lot of people, you know, get themselves together. And still today is helping a lot of people because now you have your um your classes that you uh you get up give out once a week um to once the men and that's that's great too, man. So yeah. it, it's like it was um you did you, but it was meant for you to do you when you did it because mm-hmm. it, it really changed the lives of a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, besides yourself. So that's a great thing because a lot of the impact that we get from people today is not really a positive thing with a lot of things that's going on. People that's running the world, they all maniacs and things like that and what you see on television and on the radio and so forth. So when you have someone that comes along and... um no matter if they wasn't always positive or not, but when they in action with it and people see it and it takes effect on them, that, that's a tremendous thing, man, because sometimes we don't know that we save as many lives as we do. Mm-hmm. We only know what we see in front, in front of us. Right. You know, right. so that's a great thing. You, um, your role model, if uh, you don't mind me saying it, you know, and that's, oh. that's coming from me, mm-hmm. you know, as a homie, because I've seen you do a whole lot, and I was a part of some of it. Right. You're still doing great things, so just wanted to commend you on that. Um, now, I, I, I'm normally talking to people about today's hip-hop, and I say, um, it's substance abuse versus substance. Mm-hmm. And back in the 80s and somewhere the early 90s, we had more substance than substance abuse. Not that the substance abuse message wasn't there, but... As the decades went on, you know, they reason to keep on attacking the young, they had to make sure they put out put out a more of a uh, negative than a positive. And that's why we getting most of the stuff that we getting now, because everything is, you know, the dumbed down. They don't party the way that we used to party. You go to a party now, they nod in their head. Mm-hmm. You know, when we went to parties back in the day, we sweated out fancy sweatsuits, messed up sneakers and everything else because... We was getting the message in the lyrics, but we still had a, um, a rhythm that was uplifting to as the rhythm, the beats that they listen to now is you don't really dance to it, mm. you know, and then the the, um, the mumble lyrics on top of it don't make it any better. But you do have a very few artists that um, try to do something different than you have some that's making a change. Um, what do you have to say about that? I mean... Like I said, it's, it's, it's a target market for for ignorance. I mean, right. So if you um, if the more people that's buying the music is, is ignorant, then they're going to be attracted to that kind of music. Right. You know? So you can have like a, I mean, you may have a um, Talib Kweli or J Cole right now, who's actually you know putting out music that's 
just lyrically inclined. Right. You know, but oh, the artists, the majority, the mass majority of people who are not really that intelligent. And then those who are intelligent, I mean, they have to be, they're forced to listen to music like that because there's no other kind of music out there. Right. I mean, so even for us, I mean, hearing some different songs from other people, you know, already young guys come in here, they put it on TV, and you work in, and you listen to the music, so eventually it's going to attract you because you hear it over and over again. Anything you right. hear over and over again becomes your subconscious. I mean, right. the next thing you know, you're singing the words yourself. I mean, so this is the way of the world, how, how it's moving right now, and especially in our community, the black community. But the thing is, what we're lacking, I mean, is the proper education. Right. You know, and people don't, they run away from education. Is other than that, they are right. I'm okay. I don't got to be educated. I'm okay. Until I mean, some bad experience happened. Now they want all the help they can get. Right. You right. know, so we're more reactionary people instead of proactive people. I mean, right. We don't get ahead of the problem. We get behind the problem, and then that's why we suffer so much. Right. We're not proactive exactly. enough. I mean, we're not doing the things that really put us in line to have successful moments. I mean, right. And the best moments. So we're behind the eight ball. We basically misinformed, miseducated yeah. about life itself. You know, so. Um, when it comes to that, when it comes to music, when it comes to, I mean, anything like food, clothing, I mean, all that stuff like that is really targeted towards us because of, because of, I mean, the lack of knowledge that we have about certain things. You see, rich people and white people, they don't, they dress a certain kind of way. And it's nothing, exactly. there's nothing about them that shows that, uh, they are wealthy. Right. I mean, even some of their cars, some of them have nice cars, some big houses and stuff like that too as well, but it's nothing to brag about because they don't have any, it, it has little value. I mean, then their life, their life has more value to it than their material things. Right. For us, more material things has value to it, and our life has less value. Right. That's why we we so well to kill each other, kill ourselves, right. and take drugs that actually would, you know, this can be a, a, a death blow. You know what I'm saying for that get high, but as well as understand the value of life. You know what I'm saying so. <clears throat> people who like know you're ignorant, they want to capitalize off that, and that's how they that's how they get money. People are in a race for money. They worship money and they run right after money. I mean, and they see a market for whatever they're creating, and they feel they can push that initiative on a certain kind of people because of their mentality. Then they're going to use it. I mean, so the, the music game is, is about multi-million dollar business right now. Right. I mean, it started from dudes playing music and rapping in the park. Right. But it became a multi-million dollar business because it's a culture of people who want to express themselves through arts and education. I'm saying, but mostly arts now, no longer education, but right. mostly arts now. I mean, <clears throat> and corporate America seeing that as a great opportunity to to create money. I mean, as cash flow right. from it. I mean, and they're competition with each other. So, who's the first millionaire or billionaire, stuff like that. I mean, until we wake up, the music won't change. Now, looking today, like, I got a close eye on some of the artists that's coming up, artists. And now you see in Philadelphia, a lot of rap artists are now making conscious um, raps about, you know, violence in the streets. And right. Stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I'm noticing you know, that. Yeah, how stupid it is to kill somebody or you're going to jail and stuff like that. Like a young boy out there, no Philly, who came down here just um, did his piece. I forget his name. But he does, he does a lot of conscious rap. He was getting a lot of attention on that. So. People start seeing them get attention when they start doing it. That's why I say people are followers. Right, right. They're not right. original. They're not original, original when it comes to creating ideas for themselves. I mean, make music, so they're going to follow what everybody follows, which is good if you follow in a positive way. Yeah. You know I'm saying? So hopefully that'll pick up and like that, that torch will be, be lit when people start creating more conscious 
lyrics and people start learning from that. I mean, again, this will reverse it back to back in the 80s and 70s now, but in 2018. Right. I mean, so we see something like that start to happen in the rap field where people want, want to be educated about you know, life in general. People want to have more value to their music and their lyrics and content and tell the truth about themselves instead of exaggerating and lying right. about what they're doing and not just holding a gun to value, but really having self-worth and self-value. You know, right. So. You um you got a book you just put out called In the City Youth. This is your second book, right? No, it's the first one. The yeah. first it's one? the original one, but I just, I just changed the, the cover of the book and um, I made sure I, I fixed um, the errors that was in the book okay. I mean, that I wrote 10 years ago. And the reason being is because my my audience has changed. I mean, right, I have a right. broader audience. Yeah, yes. Now. You know, so um, by me traveling the country, it's like more people want to hear my story and know more about me. I mean, so I was able to, to, um, to put the book on Amazon so people from all, all across the country can just read, pick it up and read it instead of me just trying to ship it to them. And so, I mean, as a self-published author, I mean, just learning that business itself. I mean, that's right. another thing I had to go and learn before I, read, I wrote my first book. Is what I got. What I got to learn to put this book out there. What kind of motivation? What kind of consistency I got to have? What kind of dedication I got to have to write this book in the first place? You know, and why I won't put this story out there? You know, why people viewing it the way they view it, and why it's five stars on Amazon. Right. Made for people from all kinds of lifestyles, not just African Americans, but you know, Chinese, Asians, white, rich, wealthy white people. I mean, Indian people and everything else who are gravitating towards the book and loving it. That's most of the views I got on Amazon from Caucasians, not one probably black person, I think. Right, right. That's good. That's good. But it's all about adding value to people's lives, regardless of who they are, where they're from, and what color they are. I mean, the ethnic background is just what value you can contribute to society and the community. I mean, and that's how I, I put my, my stuff out there like that. Like, yeah, born audience. Good man, it's, it's it's good to see um, that people are, are seeing and hearing from you all over the world. You know, just you know, watching with you from when you first started out with poetry emotion from the very first show. I knew from there. I said, whatever he does next, keep on doing. He's yeah. going to get larger and larger. And then you've been on TED talks. You spoke around the country and things like that. Almost even out the country. So that's a great thing. Um, you want to talk a little bit more about your documentary? Well, yeah, the documentary, I mean, it's, it's two documentaries. One is out there already, the documentary that Fox News did on me and Claudia. He just a brother just called me. He's doing his way here. We're going to do another video. But Fox did a um, documentary on me and Claudia about the power of forgiveness. You can check it out on YouTube called The Power of Forgiveness. It's not a fully story. It's a powerful story. It got an Emmy Award 2015. And um, it's spread all around the world, I mean, and people being inspired by that too as well. So see yourself, check it out. Uh, this next documentary is an HBO documentary, um, which was, which um, includes me and three other individuals from across the country who had experience with um, a gun, some kind of um, with a gun in some kind of way, shape from a fashion. It's, it's called Behind the Bullet, and that's going to be um, it's going to be premiered. Uh, in LA, we're gonna do a show in LA, and then we're gonna do a show in New York, uh, October, November. I'm trying to do a show in Philadelphia in September next month if I can uh, get make that happen. But we already had those dates for New York and LA. And then once we go through that, then it hit HBO or even Netflix, one of the two, and then be showing all around the world. I mean, they can see that. 
But that's another big step. I mean, a giant step towards uh, me getting my message out there, my story out there, and building my brand as far as being a national, uh, international motivational speaker. So just aligning myself, aligning myself with my goals, and creating the, the vision that I want for myself, creating the reality that I want to have, and just trying to teach people how to do that. Why? That's why I want to teach. That's why I'm teaching classes now, so people can learn why I'm, why I'm available and why I'm going through the transition of making these things happen in my life instead of me being a rich person and say, all right, this is what I did. Right. I want to show you how it's done. I mean, then you go follow in those footsteps and create your own reality for yourself. Right. Create your own future and whatever genre you want to do it in or whatever business or, or creative aspect that you have that you can do it in that you know that can be possible to be done just based on what you know about yourself. I mean, so that's a... Well, but then we we got we working on something major than that, more major than that. I ain't gonna put it out there yet, but once it start um, um, evolving, then um, we we'll probably put it out there. Probably 2021, 2020, it'll be something more bigger than that. Mm. Happening, oh, sooner, hopefully. But, All right, cool. Um, before we close out, uh, I know you got to get to doing your other business. Uh, gotta ask you. You know, you've been actually a hip hop a b boy. Um, I ask everybody these questions. Um, first, give me your top five. Greatest of all time MCs. Uh, top five greatest of all time. I mean, for sure, Rockem is one of them. Um, L. Cool J is another. Courage one. So, um, was um, public enemy. I mean, it's it's probably man, I'm going back in the eighties. Uh, that's man. And then like for now, like Jay Z is, is is my top. So right, right. Yeah, I pull him back then with all everything's going on the whole. <laughs> Hip hop started <coughs> to now. Yeah. Jay Z is like one of my all time favorites. Um, he's my number one guy. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, mm-hmm. One more. We got yeah. I always do Philly, man, because yeah. we, we Philly cats. So yeah. give me your top top five in Philly. Top five in Philly? On the hip hop side? Yes. Um, School D for sure. Um, who else? Um, um, Study B was going on there, so I like study. Oh, I also like um, who else? Uh, Scooby D. Um, EST and M for sure. I figure out who else is longevity. Like, we've been out there for a minute. I don't want anybody with one or two songs. But maybe I, I don't really have five. I'm, I can say those three right there. Okay, <laughs> so I mean that's that's good enough because you know when you really think about it, you really gotta really stretch far with it. Then yeah. you know most of the people that we probably wind up putting on the list, they didn't put out a lot of material. Yeah, so exactly. you know, with, with my top five is even just from MCing or a couple people who did make it. Make it on to putting albums out, so I know that's a tough one. Like, yeah. I got I, I got Robbie B, um, Es Black Thought, um, oh yeah, Black Thought too, yeah, Beanie sure. Siegel and uh, and oh, Jazz yeah. Fresh. Okay, there you go. They're yeah, my Siegel, top five um, guys. Siegel's number one. He's, he's he's number one guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, see, then, something else, man. Then Black Thought and after that, then the rest of the old old pop star artists. All right, sure. cool, cool. I always ask the people that, man. Listen, this is the Crush Your Podcast. Just sitting here with the Renaissance man, Mr. Will Little. Thanks for having me on this interview. Maybe I'll get back to you when you uh, got some more big stuff coming up, man. I see um, a lot of great things going on with you, so 
you probably can see a movie or something like that. We don't know, but mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, keep on going, keep on doing it. We're gonna follow you and um, let's put out that positive image. Um, your life coach. Seen a lot of people been coming out to you, getting a good turnout. I yeah. seen a couple of testimony videos. Keep up the great job, man. We need that. And um, we building that up. So I don't know when you're gonna air this, but make sure people know September fourth is the next emotional intelligence class. They need to get out there to that class if they need um, to redesign their life and actually deal with some of the troubles that they've been dealing with in their life, or as you know, sadness, sorrow, um, anger, frustration, whatever it is. Emotional intelligence is the key to allow you to become successful in any any part of your life. So we didn't, we're not taught this kind of information. That's why I'm giving it for free, a free class in our community because I know a lot of people need it. And I reached out right. to some people and they said, well, I need this class. I know it's needed. So definitely I want to push it out there so people can start coming out to these classes and get the healing they need to get because we need to heal our communities. So that's September 4th, Dixon House, 1920 South 20th Street, 6 o'clock, 6 to 8 p.m. All right, everybody, this is your boy, The Crush, the host with the most. Thanks for tuning in. i see y'all on the next episode of Crush Your Podcast. Peace. Casino versus Jazz Fresh, round one. Let's go. I said, I'm stuck in the jungle with the gorillas and the lions. 50 shots in the clip is roaring like a lion. Mufasa, this rap game, I'm strapped with my iron. I spit on a beat, now the instrumental dying. Any rapper talk shit, I kill him about the comment. I'm a star in this rap game, you can call me Comet. He's spitting out hot bars, you can call him Cosmic. What's wrong with these dumb niggas with they little nonsense? I mix that bacon soda with that water to it, lock in. Dynamic is like Batman and Robin. Different color tops on the block, then it's Rodman. Rebound, I'm back in this game, this work is popping. About to let the clip go and you niggas can't stop me. I'm little but I'm cocky, I box you like a Rocky. I'm Bob Ball, Mayweather, Mike Tyson, Ali. I'm fly like a butterfly, sting like a Killer B. Shout out to my man in jail, throwing thousand centuries. Never to come home, the crackers got him long gone. Washing out his socks, the same water he shit on. His wife on land, fucking with his man, that's so drawn. And he catch a wreck every day, his fucking mind gone. Niggas need to cut him a check, his commissary gone. But back to the hood, where them youngins not playing right. Playing with them ladders, and riding on them dirt bikes. Little niggas in the kitchen, whipping up the work right. Listen to Rick Ross until that old cook right. Trying to be a boss in the hood, the same Chris type. Uncle Russell with nigga and hit him with the skip pipe. I mean, homie getting paper riding around like a tall bus. Tell all these haters throwing shade, they can't stop us. And tell them in the grave, or they possibly my hock us. I'm catching all types of wreck. Killing niggas for a check. It's ashes and ashes. After that, body's dust to dust. Talking on the phone to my brother, we don't speak much. Rolling up that smooth loud. Big chocolate, big Dutch. First I gotta crack the body, after that, empty guts. All my SP niggas know what I'm talking about. We balling that choose, trapping in and out the trap house. You still working with a ball? I guess the game is working out. You sell lots of dope now you're getting cash out the house. They said I spit in golly, but I ain't trying to go the Jay-Z route. I don't sell my soul for a spot in the open mic. Can't believe what happened to Bill Cosby and Mike. Michael and Martin, this government is not right. Yeah, flow so tight, riding like a motorbike. Can't speak what they took from me, that just get me hype. Lad in a biscuit, you can climb to your death, right? I'm tired of them old niggas and hate all them new niggas. When I get up in the game, the industry gonna get a flu, nigga. Please watch your mouth before it be an open case. Mask under the hoodie, I'm adding to the murder rate. I don't like this life, for me that's my old fate. Trying to paint a different picture. Niggas selling dumb weight. R.I.P. the little leak. He done took a goon feet. They said I look a little bigger. I done had a bigger plate. I ain't stressing no more. Niggas looking more fake. They said this boy looks soup on his block. He just need a cape. Look how he grabbed his work. He's just moving heavyweight. Fly it on the rest of them. In this game, he's never skate. How your man hold up before we roll up? Have his body spinning in the air like some nimchucks. Black hoodies, black chucks. Winter times wear that stuff. 30 niggas in the crib strapped down to act tough.
Casino. Okay. His first verse, round one. Okay. Down in the D League next. Everybody's round. a killer to a killer walk in the room. Then he act like janitors and push the broom. You're not no goon. You eat with a silver spoon. An SP is tight with no elbow room. And your feathers will get plucked, you get stuck on a mouse trap. I know where your house at and your spouse at, so don't slouch back. Where that pouch at, I put the stick where your mouth at and push your scalp back. He took a fall, but he don't know how to bounce back. And if you can't swim, this is where you get drought at and felt that. If you don't count that, where I get his money from, I tell him I felt that. Bag, not the deficit, prerequisite. I got the fiends testing it. Don't mess with it. I ain't the one to be messing with when I'm finessing it. I give it to you raw without stretching it. Sway in the morning and funk master flexing it. You got a problem? You should be addressing it. Keep saying it to my face and stop texting it. His chastity, he ain't protecting it. I ain't trying to cuddle with her. I ain't affectionate. Three egos, the amigos. You got a chip on your shoulder, but it ain't Doritos. Where the bag at is where she goes. Beyonce knows. You better stay on your toes. Steal the money out your clothes and lick you on your pee holes. But when you go to sleep, she gonna creep with the kilos. Anybody can get it. I'm always with it. I keep it custom fitted before I spit it. See your teeth, you can grit it, but they won't admit it. Cause Charlemagne ain't a god, he's just a critic. And KRS-One made this crystal clear that the real hip-hop is over air. And I'm the flavor in your ear and you already know. I put your dick in the dirt like an Eskimo. You're extra, Joe. I got the extra flow. You'll die slow. If you don't let the larceny go, my acid flow is not for the status quo. And I'm only gonna tell him what he need to know. I put the full court pressure on the baddest hoe. Cause I'm all defense like Eric Snow. Eric, I grew up with these leeches on the back of the bleachers, but most of these creatures are being facetious. But once they let the laws off the leashes, the president, he couldn't impeach us. He ain't gonna do it, so we do it ourselves. Take the guns off the shelves. Josie Wells, they be cooking up the beaver with the Keebler elves. The cartel is hard as a barbell. And he a crab without a hard shell. The coke will make you shit on yourself from the hard smell. Or eat somebody asshole like Arkell. Peas in a pot, I'm better than your whole squad. Broad daylight, it's still dark outside. When I need someone to provide, I lean on God. Cause the mess is in a bottle. My hand on the throttle, fuck the gunplay. I'm trying to fuck a runway model. But she can't come in here if she don't swallow. So don't signify it, you should be inspired. I ain't the nigga that buy it, I'm the one to supply it. And I cook it up and fry it, but I'm on a diet. So sit down and eat your slice of pizza and be quiet. I don't know about that, but I know catch a lick, rob a bank count, that money, get it straight, no limit. Master P, ride hard for that tank. Don't believe half of these rappers. These niggas real fake. Pull a tool, watch them fake. They don't hustle for that paper, nigga Superman in the hood. All you need a red cape, seven jeans, tan butters, and that jacket baby ape. Cops come out to that corner, and them hustle straight skate, like a St. Charles across the Luther Green Gate. Shout out to my nigga Zeb. Did he up in the place? The king is back up, and he flip a red ace, and all black. Masked up, ninja on your safe with a chainsaw Some glasses, I crack open your safe Tell your top four rappers line it up I kill them in a place, now I'm Uno Everybody on the border race, you keep on talking Until them detectives chalk your face This soft side, when niggas get bagged and duct taped It's crazy, you ever seen a lion on the eight? That's crazy, it was over a banana and a grape But in the streets, all we know is Bishop 38 New Jack City, Nino Brown, YG Money hit the weight I'm dead a man, ladder on me, 30 at your face 
I said, South Philly shooter on deck and we reppin'. Me and all black pants waist hold the weapon. Me and rap go together like spots on a leopard, stripes on a zebra, birds with some feathers. And I'ma keep shitting like a baby till they change me. Just cause my name casino don't try to play me. I'ma be like Joe Pesci and start acting crazy and go grab a pump that sound like an M80. A dump off two times, it's you and your lady in the same car. Fuck drive afar. I'll park you before you ride. I'm from the third like Fat Mar. TV Moada side. Oh, should I say more? No, I think not. But your girl pussy be the hot spot And I be going in every day like I'm Drake Ock The Wayne Carter shit If rappers was dogs then I would be a pit When I was living on 46th Street we used to rap in the pit 30 niggas think but I only felt two more feet Lost touch when I came back to South Philadelphia Pills popping out the chain, haze popping out the chain though Dime jars, no nicks, bisexual guns, no picks You can get a bullet if you three year old real shit I said, now I'm back, they hiding My new wave, they like it I stuck in the rollie though, I'm killing Lenny Heinrich New waves in the head and burst the surfboard and it's gliding with the 20s and 50s, gotta get 100 niggas no lying. Keep talking that bullshit. You don't catch a cookie lying. Everybody on my block, we all know we ride. 230s and full zings and how you stretch no lying. If you watch from the other side, then we gon' get shit popping. Told niggas I'm riding fast and ain't gon' be no stopping. K with a banana clip. 100 shots in Stockton. Shoot niggas, shoot niggas. Long range on Stockton. Buzzer beater, when I shoot, go to war like Compton. This is it. Whatever y'all got, y'all got. They say great minds think alike. We don't think alike. We don't shit the same and we don't stink alike. Spectators buy my CD twice, see, he see me in the street and be like, yo, he nice. That's on a low dough. He H&M and I'm polo. But no dough try to play me at my show. He can't fuck with my flow. His ignorance won't grow. So under his armpit, I'll steal your hope. I'm the 2018 Christopher Wallace. I possess more wisdom than you got knowledge. I paid my dues and all my shoes is polished. And your shit stays off without Cialis. I talk reckless, malicious malice. I paralyze you to the point you become paralysis. When I finish with you, it won't be nothing to salvage. You get shot from the rooftop, dead in Dallas. I walk the streets with the heat like a beat cop and keep on my heat cop while you stand on the wall like sheetrock. I'm still pumping that peat rock and the pistol going whistle just like a teapot. My nigga V-Dot, I hit you hard in your weak spot. To make you spread your wings like a peacock. W-A-R, I don't care you are. You wanna spar? We can do it tomorrow. In the back of the bar, I'm blacker than tall and I ain't got a scar. Cause I'm a czar, like Jimi Hendrix on the guitar. Mmm. That's it. That's it. That was nice, Jazz. Alright. Jazz. That was nice. Here we go. Alright, the battle. We're the man. We won the papers. Versus Jazz Fresh. Yeah, that's it. Alright, we got it. So we waiting for the results. Judges, I need the results in 30 seconds. Who's the winner? Y'all got the pick if y'all want to got the y'all to decide what y'all gonna say. He said he went with you. Some people like twelve rounds and some like you know if what you had to pick one. He went. He went. He's. He's all right. So we got we got two for uh. That's a majority decision. 
He pulled to the draw. Them two called the film. That's a majority decision for Jazz Fresh. No, we already decided before I got here. But so it won't be this way to describe. We already decided the one gonna have a bunch of people because they he already put it on Facebook and I wasn't with that. We're gonna judge whatever he say. I respect Eric's opinion. You know what I'm saying? But whatever it was, what the judges says is two to one. Yeah, three judges. Three like, judges, like two to one. Yeah, majority decision for Jazz Fresh. Yeah, I, I came, I can't, and listen, I'm from right here, but these dudes kicking with you every day. They kicking with you every day. Before I put my motherfucking bread up. Well, they, well you ain't had to, so. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Before I put my bread up, there need to be more judges, man. I'm not just throwing no bean away, you know what I mean? What you saying? That's your bread and I had? Who was betting the bean? I was Who? putting the bean up. Was putting the bean. Both of them nice. How y'all not pay up? And how y'all not pay up? Y'all saying there's more judges, then why you let the battle do that? Hey, well that's up to y'all. I'm just saying. It need to be so, more so judges. you can't you can't even form an opinion because you paying the money for him though. Ain't that right though, E? I, I ain't know he's paying his money. That's that's right. Judge. right, so his opinion don't count then. Do you all right, do you agree with this and make it fair so there won't be no discrepancy? Put one put I one round up and see one. Whichever round you I'm pick. Not. Put it up on your page and see who No, nah, and I ain't going through all work. that. I don't even put it on nothing on my page. I ain't doing none of that. We out here, this one motherfuckers say they got talent. Yeah. Motherfuckers go on Facebook and doing all that. I'm from the old school. You getting a motherfucking come in my backyard, close the door, and I came around here and I locked. I came from City Line Avenue. So I'm just keeping it a bar for bar. It's whatever, like that's my man and everything, but he's still sitting with you. If that's the case, we go around 20th Street, that's gonna be totally by. And you ain't from here, you from 24th Street. We go around a lot. Ain't nobody gonna show you no love. I came right here. You know what I'm saying? That's real rap. I came right here. I didn't go around there. I didn't do none of that other shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm keeping it a bean. Like, you ain't gonna get no love on the O. But I like you. And they your mans and they ain't frying like you know what I'm saying? But you, you know what I'm saying? Got, you got to one. At the end of the day, when they told me to come here, bro, I can't. I, yeah, you know I, 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 I don't got no money, so I can't really. But, but what's the rules, though? Am I saying it right about the rules, keeping it a bean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm here. If y'all like started it out like this, it was like this. Why y'all why even start battling then? That's what y'all even started. That's what y'all even started. Y'all never even should have started. You don't need a whole budget. It only takes three judges to, 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 to judge a boxing match. Because if they had said I love, I'd have gave them the fuck. I'd have gave them the fuck from the door. I just gave them the fuck from the door. I wouldn't have It only takes three judges to, to, to judge a boxing match. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, they said, I, I, they said, said that it's not enough judges.